it's me, Jessica. Welcome back to Pop Culture Crush. Like I uh, said on Wednesday, we have an impromptu special guest. Uh, Because our original guest fell through at the last minute, we hope to have him rescheduled in the next few weeks. But until then, thank you to our resident music expert and my hubs. Give a warm welcome to Coco Calito. Hey. (laughs) Thanks for jumping in. Oh, of course. It's my pleasure. Yeah. So what do you have for us today? Yeah, so uh, I looked at the calendar and I realized today is a very special day. Today is the birthday of one of the true visionaries of rock and roll. Honestly, one of the greats, at least as far as album sales are concerned. (laughs) Okay. Today is the birthday of Nickelback frontman Chad Kroger. Whoa. Now, I have not heard this list, people, so this is the first time... I'm hearing this, and it's shocking me that Coco is talking about Nickelback. <laughs> yeah, well, you'll note in a little bit that uh, Nickelback's not on this list. Oh, But okay. it is the inspiration. So as you probably know, generally accepted that Nickelback is the most uh, maligned band in history. I mean, they just, <laughs> they're the butt of every joke. It's true. Uh, but they also constantly sell out concerts and sell a stupid amount of records. So obviously somebody's listening to them and probably a lot of the people that are making fun of them are also buying their albums. Just a guess. Absolutely. And Nickelback is laughing at everybody on their golden steeds. Yeah, all the way to the bank. (laughs) Exactly. Riding that steed to the the bank. (laughs) Yep. So in honor of Chad's 45th birthday today, I've decided to put together my Pop 5 Guilty Pleasure Bands or Performers. Oh, this is a good one. Yeah, and so I know one of your big things on the show, because I've listened to every episode so far. Thank you. Is that, you know, you always say no judgments. Nope, none. So I'm going to need a little bit of that action (laughs) for this list, because there's going to be some legitimately controversial statements made. Oh, geez. You hear that, people? No judgments. Judgment-free zone in the pop culture crush. We're besties. We're all besties here. (laughs) Well, thank you so much for your support. Okay, so I'll just jump right in, and uh, we'll take a look at this. Number five on the list is Cheryl Crow. Okay, that one's not too bad. Yeah, so that one... That almost didn't make it because I feel like Cheryl Crow is, you know, especially now is having a little bit of a renaissance and maybe she's not as uncool as she was, you know, a decade ago. But for me, it's still a guilty pleasure. I mean, her first record, um, I I listened to the heck out of that thing Yeah. when it first came out. And honestly, it's just, it's one of those albums that I go back to over and over again. It's just so fun and poppy and... But like in that acoustic-y way, that folksy yeah. way that I love so much. Absolutely. I heard that playing from the kitchen a time or two while you're cooking. <laughs> yep, exactly. So that's number five. Okay. Number four. Now we get we get into it because this one is, uh, this is on par with uh, Nickelback. Number four is Dave Matthews Band. Oh, <laughs> they were huge when I was in like early high school. Huge. Well, yeah, I mean... And that was a long time ago, so that tells you something. What was that? Uh, what was that movie we watched? Was it Lady Bird that used that uh, "Crash into Me" as one I of the feature songs? I think so. I think so. And they kind of didn't they make fun of it, kind of in that. They, no, I don't think they were so made fun of it, but I know it was definitely controversial, yeah. culturally controversial yes. at the time because they said that it maybe didn't convey the right message or that the song hadn't aged well. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's off of uh, Dave Matthews Band's third record. Um, but my favorite is actually kind of 
uh, a later album. I think it's their fourth album. It's called Before These Crowded Streets. Okay. And that one has a lot of longer form songs, songs that just kind of take a little bit, a little bit of time to develop and a little bit of time to appreciate. And I think they did some really creative stuff on that album. So it's a guilty pleasure, but it's also kind of cool and uh, a little bit <laughs> off-center. But I also love Ants Marching. Yes, so, there I mean, we go. Or Under the Table and Dreaming, yeah, Come whatever on. the yeah. name is called. <laughs> okay, number three. Okay. Going all the way back to the 60s Ooh. or 70s. Or 80s. Also in the 80s. Maybe early 90s. There's also some 90s in there. I'm seeing the list right now. <laughs> uh, Billy Joel. Wow. So that's a guilty pleasure. I don't know if I would say Billy Joel's guilty. Do you? I mean, I would just because, well, I don't know. And once again, I mean, he's he's one of the great American pop singers. Yeah. And so maybe he doesn't. Maybe I should have put Bob Seger in there. <laughs> because I kind of put them on equal footing in that, you know, they're from a similar era. And yeah. they made songs that you can sing along to. And I get it. I get why it's on there. Absolutely. And so for me, uh, Billy Joel, uh, his best record is The Stranger. Mm-hmm. And yeah, if you listen to uh, scenes from an Italian restaurant, forget about it. That song all day long. Yeah. Love it. Awesome. So that's number three. Number two is kind of a compilation or a genre more than anything Ooh, else. Okay. And that is 90s kind of alt-rock pop yes. bands. And yes. so I list a few bands here. So Matchbox 20, yep. Counting Crows, yep. Third Eye Blind, Wallflowers. Hell yeah. Groups this, like that. This is my jam. I definitely have this on repeat some days. I have like a playlist of like alt 90s. And, you know, it's not the hard stuff. And once, yeah. you know, kind of like I was discussing last time about Nirvana and how I don't go and like listen to an entire Nirvana record. Yeah. I feel that way about a lot of 90s music, but like specifically Counting Crows, mm-hmm. I will listen to every one of their albums all the way through. You will. I can vouch for that, people. Yes. So my favorite record by them is This Desert Life, which is either their third or fourth album. I can't remember which order it came in. But anyway, yeah, Counting Crows specifically, but just kind of that whole genre. I also love Matchbox 20. I do too. When Mad Season, holy it's cow, it's a good album. It's insane how many hits they had. Right? Like, if you go back and listen, didn't we just listen to them? Like, Yeah, like you listen to their first album and 50% of the songs yeah. on there were radio hits. It's crazy. Yeah, love so, it. So that's fun. So that was my number two. Ooh. I guess that means we're up to number one. <laughs> and this is where things get very controversial. Ooh. Because it's a modern modern act. Okay. Uh, so it's new music or currently being made music. And once again, kind of like Nickelback, they are just a hated, hated group of people. Okay. So my number one mm-hmm. is the Chainsmokers. Interesting. Interesting. So what makes them your number one? Just They're just so freaking poppy and fun. Yep. Um, I agree. One of their first tracks was a song called Selfie. Mm-hmm. And I just thought that was so stupid and so incredibly <laughs> base. And it's just like, that's what fun music you don't have to think about should be. Exactly. And for me, that's it. That's I mean, I'm not looking for deep meaning. I'm not looking for answers yep. or analysis of the universe. I'm just looking for something I can bob my head to. And honestly, I think they do a fantastic job making really hooky songs that make me smile. Yeah. And you know what? I think everybody needs songs like that sometimes. 
So yeah, that was that's my most controversial by far is the chain smokers at number one. Nice. That's a great list. Yeah, well thank you. Um I do have an honorable mention. Ooh, getting in on the honorable mention. That's usually my territory. <laughs> I, I, I know. Well it's it's funny because um when I pitched you the idea for this list yesterday, or uh Wednesday, I guess it was, when we were talking about it. You actually are the one that suggested this. Okay. Because you know me so well. Mm-hmm. And you hear what I listen to. <laughs> I do. I put this as an honorable mention. Okay. It is Lilith Fair era female music. Oh my God, I can't believe you're admitting it. Absolutely. This is amazing, people. This is like historical that he's admitting this. Hey. <laughs> uh, acts like Sarah McLaughlin. <laughs> Paula Cole, Jewel, Sean Colvin. Yes. I love this stuff. Yes. I love that you're admitting it. Especially Sarah I think more, McLaughlin. I, and you know what? I know other dudes that listen to this music too. It's just people don't ever admit it. So especially Sarah McLaughlin and Jewel, I would say, are the kind of the top of that list. Yes. Um, but you know, that first Jewel record, Pieces of You. Mm-hmm. Lots of hits on lots that. Lots of hits, but also just... And once again, it kind of goes back to that folk thing that I'm always talking about, how I love just folksy, rootsy music. Yeah. And then Sarah McLaughlin tickles that other part of me, which is that epic kind of piano-driven... In the arms of an angel. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Things <laughs> things that are very sad and just poignant. Yes, and dog commercials. And dog commercials. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, help a dog. I never did give to Humane Society or whoever uh, it was. Well, we bought a dog from a humane society, so adopted. Adopted. We adopted. We, we homed a dog. We <laughs> were provided a forever home. Yes, Gizmo. You know what? That actually makes me think that we should do also a pop five of those kind of Lilith Fair singers because there is some good shit. Some good singers. I like that. We're gonna write that down. Okay, putting on the list. You inspired me. Well, it was my pleasure. <laughs> Thank you so much for letting me come back in. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you so much for filling in. I, I super duper appreciate it. And obviously, we'll have you on again. You're kind of our, you're starting to be our music guru, our music go-to. Well, that was my plan all along. I just figured uh, I'd let you get famous and then I'd edge in <laughs> on it. So, ah, I see how it is. I see how this works. Yep. Yeah, I'll remember this <laughs> when I hit my couple hundred followers. <laughs> that, that's the that's the definition of stardom. Uh, one to two hundred people listening to the yep, show. Yep, total influencer, baby. Woot, woot. Hashtag 24-7 <laughs> all the time. <laughs> well, thank you so much for listening, everybody. I hope you had tons of fun. Thank you, Coco, for coming back. Uh, that's it. That It's the weekend. Come back next week. We'll be here Monday, Wednesday, Friday. I'm also on all the social medias all the time. So come talk to me. If you have show ideas, I'd love to hear them. Um, I'm mostly on Instagram. So come on over there. But Facebook, Twitter, hit me up anywhere. Uh, I'm the Pop Culture Crush. And it's the pink background with the TV and the heart. So I hope you have a fantastic, fantastic weekend. And we will talk to you on Monday. Bye, everybody.